Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with, we call him T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, um, on a beautiful, I'm not sure if it's beautiful, kind of a rainy. Yeah, it's a good day for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> It's a rainy afternoon, September. It's October. Sorry, my my, yeah. my brain keeps October. The, <laughs> Clicking back to the, September. The fourteenth. Maybe you forgot something in September. Maybe I forgot something in September. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a great day. Yes, and, it is. So, um, you know, we've been recording podcasts today, and actually, um, what we're going to do is something we normally don't do, but um, we actually recorded a podcast, and it went a little long and kind of took a little turn. So, you know, last week in, in part two with uh, Reverend Kirk DeWall, Dr. Kirk DeWall, we, we were talking about the end times and things like that. And then, um, you know, then all of, all of a sudden we took a, a, a turn and talked about what we need to be doing yeah. and how we need to be stepping up during this, during this end time period because, you know, great revival is coming upon us. Church has to stay engaged. Yes. And, and so, so we're going to have part three with myself and, and you and, and Kirk DeBaugh, you know, talking about what we can do today and how Rhema plays a part, yes. you know, in, in the end time harvest. And it's been prophesied about Rhema being, being a crucial part of the end time harvest. And so we're excited about that. So, you know, it's kind of, we're kind of having a weird intro here, but when we're going to play right here, I mean, so we're going into part three um, with Kirk DeBaugh and, you know, I'm talking about how Rhema's playing a part in the end time harvest. And I tell you what, I mean, you know, reading the Bible, I guess, I think it's Luke chapter 19 that Jesus says to occupy till I come, Yeah, you know, and a lot of people like to say, you know, they're, we're almost, I mean, I say we not being us in this room or us around our church. And, but, but there's, there's so many Christians, like I said, they're almost on their hands up. Okay. We're just going to let it happen. Mm. You know, please come, you know, before this earth is, you know, before our economy gets destroyed and we can't find toilet paper or whatever, whatever's going on. Cause I heard a new toilet paper shortage is emerging. Emerging. It's emerging because we don't have truck drivers to truck the toilet paper. That would be called um, an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Emergency. So, <laughs> anyway, you know, and, and I mean, there's a well, shortage. It is harvest season. Corn cobs are plentiful, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I'm not a farmer, so I, yeah, I, I've never. We were I've always never, taught growing up. I've never, need, I've never experienced you, a corn you, cob. You, no. you use two red ones and a white one. You use a red one, then you use a white one to see if you need another red one. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, you never know what you're going to find here, here on, on on our podcast here. You know, T-Mac here grew up on the, on the farm, yeah. and then, you know, you know. My daddy's listening, and he will testify. Yeah, testify. But, you know, the thing about it is we should occupy. What, what does it mean by occupy? We, we, we should, you know, live like Jesus is never coming, you know, not coming back anytime soon. And, just, you know, but I do believe that we are in a, in a, a place where we're going to see miracles. We're going to see healings yeah. like never before, you know, and. This generation, they're tired about hearing the good old days, you know, and the tent meetings, you know, and all, all these things, you know, this generation, they want to see it happen. Yeah, and the, the way we're going to see it happen is, first of all, we're going to call it into existence. You know, you know, revival starts on our knees. Revival starts, you know, you know, speaking it. But then at some point in time, you know, we can talk about boldness all we want. But at some point in time, we have to step out and be bold to, to be able to, you know, to do the things. And, you know, and I, I even go back to. My grandfather's what he called Holy Ghost meetings, and he he said this this move will you know cannot be um, taught; it has to be caught. And he says you know unless we teach this next generation, it's going to be lost. And so, but 
you know, it's not lost. And, you know, it's time for us to, to be more bold and to step yeah. out, you know, and, and the things that we know to do. And, and the thing is, is that, is that God is, is looking for somebody, to, you know, just to be willing and able. I mean, you know, he's not looking for someone that, that's well-trained. I mean, when, I, I love it when, when in Corinth, Paul's talking about, he says, you know, I, I, was, I was weak among you or whatever, but not to know anything except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. And it's not about you, not about your ministry. It's about who's on the inside of you and, and you know, and he's still doing the works. I mean, you know, we are still in the middle of Acts. Amen. I mean, you know, they're in, in, and I believe that it's time for, you know, for, for Acts chapter 2, talk about, you know, pouring out, I guess that's actually going back to the prophet Joel, um, you know, um, you know that, that pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And I, and I think you know, as we see the signs of the times, you know, coming, we also know that those all point to a great revival. And so, and so many of us, we're not looking for the revival. We're, we're looking to get out of here, yeah. you know, all knowing that there's roughly 5.9 billion people, you know, give or take a few hundred million uh, that are on the road to hell, according, according to any kind of statistics that we, we might, we might read. There's probably more than 5.9 because, you know, there's a few people that are not practicing, um, <laughs> Christian, name practicing Christians, yeah, yeah, you know, or, or whatever. But I mean, the best case scenario, there's like two billion Christians in the world, um, and there's seven point nine billion people in the world. So that means five point nine people, five point nine billion people. Now I know to the to the U.S. economists and the and the government officials, five point nine billion is not a big deal. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, th they'll spend five point nine billion to, to research something doesn't matter for the kingdom. It's an unacceptable <laughs> yeah, casualty but, rate. But yeah. five point nine billion people—that means if the Lord comes back today, five point nine billion people are on 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 the road to hell. You know, yeah. well, well, roughly two billion people are going to be in heaven. Be, you know, it's so so there are more people going to be excited about it. Than, I mean, the more people going to be less, you know, not excited about it than people will be excited yeah. about it. And you know, I I think that we're pretty selfish as Christians to want to get out of here you know i personally don't i mean i know he's coming and nothing's going to stop it but yeah. i personally am not don't want him to come back yet mm -hmm. because i i want to make sure i do everything i'm supposed to do that's and right that we're, and that we're supposed to get everything done we're supposed to do i mean uh it, the bible says he's not willing that any should perish but he wants all to come to the knowledge of the truth and to be saved and so the and then the farmer it says in Patiently James 5, patient that. waits yeah. for the yeah. precious fruit of the earth. Who's waiting? The farmer. That's yeah. Jesus. He's the, the one that's going to reap the, the, the harvest. But, but he's latter, waiting. Latter rain. Who's he waiting for? The, the early rain, the latter rain. But wh whose responsibility is that? Zechariah 10.1 says, ask the Lord rain in the time uh, of the latter. Yeah. We have to go back to what, what Pastor Craig's talking about, hunger and prayer. Yeah. We need a hunger for the, to see. When you talked about, we're tired of hearing miracles and about miracles that happened with our fathers and generation and grandfathers. That's the, the thing that Gideon had in his heart that God said, I can use that. Because when the angel came to him and said, you mighty man of valor, and he looked around and said, who are you talking to? Yeah. And, and then he said, the Lord is with you. And he said, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened? And where's all the miracles our fathers told us about? And the angel looked at him and said, go in that strength and you'll deliver your people. Mm -hmm. And there was a fire burning in Gideon that said, I'm tired of reading about this stuff and watching YouTube videos about it. Where are the miracles? <laughs> yeah. Where's the stuff happening right now? And God said, I'm looking for people to have that drive in them. That said, go. I will not be satisfied with history. I want to make, I want to make, make history. history. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's like I said, I talked to Synergy the other day, which Synergy is a group we have for our young adults here at Ramah. 
And I talked about, you know, being an influencer to the people you have influence over. Some of it might be a few, some of them might be many, you know, but we, we should be an influencer um, because so many people are getting influenced right now. I mean, you know, we're, we're being influenced by mainstream media. We're being influenced by the government, we're, you know, you know, but you know, it's time to be an influencer. And, you know, um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty um, incredible. And I think I, I, when Kirk was, was talking, you know, I, I know there's some things the Lord has showed me about, you know, our ministry that we haven't, hasn't happened yet. And I, I know that it wasn't just me having, you know, too much pizza before I went to bed. So, so, you know, I, I know he's not coming back tomorrow. Well, what did, what did the Lord, when he spoke to your grandmother, uh, wanted, wanted, when she was pregnant, wanted to name him, name John. Brother Hagen John, because he would, he would be a forerunner. Yeah. Usher in, right? Yeah. The last great day revival, the coming of Jesus. Well, I mean, we're still carrying on that work. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people thought, well, you know, I mean, I know there's some people who thought after Brother Hagen passed that it wouldn't be long, the Lord's coming back, you know, but, you know, that's, but it also was prophesied, you know, that Raymond would play a huge part right. in the end time revival. And, you know, I don't, you know, I think that it may be starting, but it hasn't started. I mean, it hasn't got to the place that it needs to be. And, you know, first of all, it takes boldness to step out. So, you know, I'm, you know, everyone wants to know, what do we do now? How, how do we, you know, you know and, and I think that, you know, when you watch some of the things of the world right now, things are becoming so blatant that we're like, man, this has to be the end times. I mean, you know, when we have a House bill, House Bill 666, before the U.S. Congress, and then someone comes up with the House Bill 6666, they added four, had four sixes. I mean, doesn't, isn't that just throwing things in your face? Because, you know, they could have named it anything they wanted to, but they chose 666, and we all know what 666 means. Um, one of them actually happened to be a COVID bill, by the way. I think that's 6666. And wow. the other bill's about racial equality. Wow. Um, you know, and I mean, that's just the devil just throwing things in your face. I mean, that's, you know, there's so many things now that, that used to be behind stuff. And, and you know, I, I remember, and I was actually thinking about this this morning. My grandfather, I could call him Brother Hagen a lot of times. People know what who, who he is. Um, he talked about that the spiritual world is more real than the natural world. We just don't necessarily always see the spiritual world, but it is more natural. And then going back to the Bible, it says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, sometimes when we get mad, we get mad at our government officials and, you know, say, let's go, Brandon, and things like that. Um, you know, and, but ultimately, it's not just about our president, not, not just about our Congress. You know, it's about, it's about the devil himself and, and all the, the demons, you know, and, you know, and I know you, you have to understand, just like God has angels, the devil has demons, you know, and, and, and they roam the earth. And, you know, and, and the Bible says they're seeking who they may devour. And, you know, a lot of times, and this is kind of, I, I know a lot of people don't want to, learn about demons or talk about demons or they think it's crazy um, and you know obviously triumphant church is a book that we have and you can get that online um or you can buy it here at the ministry rainbow.org or, or you can got, download it on kindle or or, or or ibooks or whatever um talks about a lot a lot of the the demon things and demons are real and um you know i know right now the devil's working overtime to wipe out people before they reach their destiny. Oh yeah. And you know, and it's, um, and uh, I even talked to some of these young, young folks that are, you know, they, I know God has a call on and, you know, and, and the devil's really trying to attack him because if he can stop, you know, and, but going back to the blood, blood church song, remember the blood, blood church, 
that yeah, was my, yeah. my grandfather's favorite song. It says that nothing can stop that mighty moving force. Yes, amen. You know, and, and you know, <laughs> but the devil's going to try to wipe out one or two people, and, and there's people that, that are that. I mean, they say the most potential in the world is in a cemetery. I mean, songs that were never mm-hmm. written, you know, sermons that were never preached. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, there, there, there's, there's well, a lot of potential. Well, what do you think abortion's all about? It's the yeah. same thing the enemy's always been doing. You go all the way back when they killed uh, Pharaoh, they killed all the babies trying to kill Moses. Uh, Herod mm-hmm. tried, did tried it, trying to, to kill, kill Jesus. Jesus. Abortion is about not about killing babies. It's about killing purpose. It's about killing yeah. destiny. It's about it, it, those future apostles, prophets, yeah, evangelists, exactly. pastors, and teachers that he's trying to stop. Yeah, it's yeah. about aborting purpose. And, you know, going back to John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And, and the thing is, once you're dead, how do you destroy something? Well, you, the way you destroy something is you destroy the legacy. Mm-hmm. Discredit. And, you know, and so and by killing something, can you destroy the legacy that the, the future and, you know, and, and we're not trying to scare people here, but, but the thing about it is we need to come against the, the darkness of, of, of evil powers. Yep. And it's, it's not so because sometimes we get so focused in on certain politicians or certain things. And I'm not going to, you know, and I'm a political person, but I'm not going to get too political because I'm, there, there there's bad politicians on both sides of the aisle. Just want to let you know, um, you know, that, that doesn't call the swamp. Yeah, it's called the swamp, yep. you know. And, and we, we, you know anyone that's followed any kind of politics understands that. Um, but you know the thing about it is it's it's not about a mere man or a mere woman. It's it's about the devil and it's about you know the you know what's what's going on. And, and um, like you know, like you know Kirk was talking about that that yeah the the reason that, that it's the church that that stops all this stuff from happening. You know and you know and and I I just believe that at some point in time we got to choose to step up. And um you know I think that. Here at Rama, I believe that point was when, when my grandfather died. I believe that each and every teacher, because I know them all, you know, we all stepped up. You know, but I think it's time for us to step up even even greater. Yeah. Because it's it's we're living in the end times. Yeah. 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 And I, it's it's pretty important. I was I was uh the the the, the month was probably within a week of, of Brother Hagen's passing. And I was speaking at an RMAI event in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And looking back, I know it was the Spirit of God in the moment. I, I mean, I'm just talking. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just preaching. Yeah. But I, I, I challenge those ministers in that room, what are we going to do when Brother Hagen goes home? Yeah. I had no idea he's going home in a few days. And we begin to talk about, you know, what, what moving forward, you know, and what God's called all of us to do together. To carry yeah. out the mandate to see it fulfilled. Well, you've heard the f- the phrase "standing on the shoulders of giants," and you know we stand on the accomplishments of those that have laid the, the ground before us, you know, all the generals of the faith. But really, now it's our turn. Yeah. Uh, it, and I think you know I'm in that sort of generation in between, you know, Pastor Craig's and and then your. Fi- I'm sort of in the between there, but <laughs> but it's like uh, I'm my my desire is to make that bridge yeah. between the future generation and what what we know and bring in the the reality of the move of god and and that's what i try to do in, in my classrooms anyways is to make it not just information but right. inspiration mm-hmm. and impartation or whatever hallelujah and, and you know and i think you know as a teacher and you know i like, you know god showed me this more and more that you know i i believe you know it's one thing to be a teacher another thing to be a mentor and you know you know i look at it at Paul, Paul was always a mentor to, to someone. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, you see, you know, 
Timothy, you see Silas, you see, you know, different people. He was a mentor. Except Mark, he was too big of a thumb sucker, so Barnum, <laughs> Uncle Barney had to take care of him until yes. he grew up. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know, and the, the thing about it is, is that, in essence, that when we're teaching these, these and, and one of the reasons why that we don't have correspondence, I mean, we don't, we have in-person in school, it's really hard to mentor someone online. Right. I mean, you can have all the Zoom meetings and, uh, and all the things, but, you know, and I just, you know, there are a lot of things that, that, that you know, myself and Rich King and some of the singers of the band, you know, learned just by following my grandfather, I mean, from place to place to place to place, you know, things that I, I don't even know how to describe, you know, how I learned or what I learned or, or what, whatever, but, you know, there's, there's something about, and, and, and Brother Hagen always talked about it, the anointing cannot be taught, it has to be caught. And the way you, the only way, the way you, you, you catch it is you're around it. And, um, you know, and, and I, I do believe that, that, you know, that's, that's why one of the reasons we're doing a podcast like this is because, you know, there, there are folks that, that God is calling right now you know, and that's why Raymond Bible Training College, rbtc.org, is so important. And, and God laid it on my heart one year ago um, this month. So almost directly one year ago that I was to, and I, at that point in time, I took over the recruiting of, of Raymond Bible Training College. And that's all I do is because there's someone out there mm -hmm. that, that needs to be here. And I don't know who you are, and I don't know, you know what, but, but you know, God is calling you. And, um, and so one year ago, I, I went on a journey, and actually, um, it's almost my one-year anniversary where I sat in Dr. Mark Sherwood's office, Sherwood.tv, if you want to get a hold of him. And, um, you know, and I, I, I mean, I lost 100 pounds since that point in time, um, you know, and, and changed a lot of things in, in my life. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, I've been reflecting a lot about, you know, when, actually, this whole thing started September of, of, of 2020, and um, it's it's been a, a a great transformation, you know, and because I think it's time to quit playing. Yeah, man. Um, and you know, a lot of times too, as ministers, sometimes we kind of get complacent. Well, you know, what are we doing? I mean, come teach class every day. You know, travel. You know, teach this person whatever. But you know, sometimes you know, at some point in time, we got to decide that yeah. that you know what we do is important. Yeah, because matter, some, it, matters. Some, it matters and some because sometimes we, we don't really we just oh yeah we, we're comfortable doing what we did but if we keep doing what we're doing and not pushing forward we're not going to get to the place that we need to be you know and so you know at some point in time we have to step out and and and, and i get it i i have probably more pressure than everybody else does you know because you know i, I am you know everyone looks for me for the future and i'm like <laughs> I don't know what the future holds, you know, because everybody, you know, so, you know, well, Craig, what's next? And I don't know what's next. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just following God, yeah. you know, kind of like that TV program one day at a time. I mean, you know, you know, one step at a time because, you know, it talks about our steps are ordered to God. But, you know, God doesn't always give us the end. You know, he just we, we just step it out one day at a time. And, you know, but sometimes we just have to step out. So. I don't know you guys can talk. I'm, I'm, well, I was, uh, was going to say what you've been what you've been doing for the last year physically is actually directly connected to what God's doing spiritually yeah. with you because you have to be at a place where you you're able to carry what He's about ready to do. And you know, with with what was going on before, you probably couldn't handle it, but now well, He's brought you to a place because because I have a feeling you're going to be a lot more busier than well, you realize. Li li <laughs> you literally lay inside the weight so you can run the race. <laughs> really. Yeah, but yeah, but that's a but that's for all of us though need to do that. And some some of the people that are listening, that step is 
coming to a place like Rama to get trained right. to get in position for what God's going to do. Yeah. I look at those seats. I tell the students, the seats that you're sitting in, somebody was sitting in those seats that's now running Rama Mexico or Rama Colombia or Rama India or Rama you know, Germany. Somebody that was sitting in that seat you're at right now is, is, is a missionary or a pastor out there. And so God has brought you here. You're an answer to somebody's prayer. Jesus said, pray the Lord would send labors into the harvest. Mm-hmm. You're an answer to somebody's cry to send help. And so you're here to be prepared to do that. Well, you know, Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. He sent forth labors into the harvest. Every, every two, twice a year when we have ordination service, uh, the last thing I do before I turn it over to pastor to lay hands on them, I look at those guys say the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are you. They're you know, not few, they're you. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, rbtc.org, you know, is, is a place to come and train for the ministry. And somebody looks out there like, man, Craig, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, you know, if you don't know the word, you can't do the word. So one of the things, sometimes you need to get the word in, into you. And unfortunately, you know, in the generation that we live in, children's church and, and youth group, has become more of like an entertainment while your parents are in church, you know, and, and I don't even know what they're learning in church anyway, sometimes, um, you know, because, because I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, say bad things about Disney, but it turns out we turn into a Mickey Mouse church sometimes, mm. you know, it's all about entertainment more than the things of God, you know, the move of God. And, and there is even some churches that they don't even want the move of God in church. You know, we can do that in the back room or something like that. But, um, you know, there's coming a time in, in an age where, where you know, I, I, I know me growing up going to church, you know, God didn't always do everything in one hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and it's okay you know, to have an hour of service, you know, sometimes, but, you know, but, you know, there, there are times that, that God wants to move and it might take longer than an hour. And if you're too busy making sure your time schedule works, then then you know you're going to miss out but how, how how many hours will people stand in line for a disneyland ride or for a football game or for a movie a new movie or a new iphone mm-hmm. yeah. and, and get their tents out and camp there yeah. I, I believe there's coming uh, that kind of hunger for god that people are going to literally camp out to wait to get into the to hear the word and you know what that is brings me to another standpoint when, when we have big conferences here people they didn't have to camp out for days, but you know they would get their hours early. I stood in those lines to, mm-hmm. to to be the first one in, to sit on the third row, and the ones that's on the first row for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, some people do, but um, you know it's but you know you don't see that kind of hunger today. You know, people ask, well, can we get that online? You know, can can we um can I just stay at home on my PJs and and, and get that? And you know, and praise God for online because online has really provided a way to be able to minister people. And, you know, if it wasn't for online, our schools right now w- would be a huge hindrance, especially o- over, over, you know, international schools because we haven't been able to physically be there in a lot of times. And so well, Jesus didn't say, you know, uh, if you want to follow me, pick up your convenience yeah. and, and come with me, pick up your cross. Yeah. That's pretty inconvenient. Amen. Well, anything else in today's podcast? Let's kind of get a little deeper. I think we covered it. I think we covered everything, but yeah, the, uh, yeah. who, who the Antichrist yeah, is? We, yeah. it's I think it's Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. That's a joke. <laughs> it is a joke. Yeah, we, we, are, we are joking. You know, and, and, and I think Still that's Brandon. <laughs> 
You know, I think some people are, are just they're trying to, you know, they want to point the Antichrist out. And even my grandfather talked about, you know, then his generation, a lot of people thought the Antichrist might, might be Hitler, might be Mussolini, Mussolini you know, yeah. different people, um, you know, and throughout history, you know, they... You may be listening out there right now. You think you're married to the Antichrist. Well, <laughs> not, you're not. You're not. You're not. I promise. So anyway, before we close, I, you know, obviously, if you want to learn more about the Bible or you want you feel called to the ministry, Rhema Bible Training College is a great place to come. And it's been a couple of years. RBTC.org. If you'll go there, fill out your information. Or maybe you, if you want, know you want to apply, you can apply right now. You can start school in either um, September of, of 2022 or you January of 2022, yeah. you know, either, either way. And I mean, it's a, it's a great place. And like I said, um, you know, God's doing awesome things. And we just want to thank our listeners for, for, for listening to, you know, and sometimes, you know, this podcast is just really us. I mean, it's pretty raw. I mean, especially today it was pretty raw. Just, you know, just being honestly who we are. Sometimes yeah. we crack some off color jokes or whatever. And some people might get mad, but reverently irreverent. Yes. You know, but what we try to really bring forth the truth, yeah. you know, and, you know, in a fun way and, you know, and, and the end times are serious, but, but, but also the end time harvest is, is even more serious. And, you know, we should be all about people and not about, you know, cause a lot of times when it comes to church, it's all about, well, as long as me and my family were doing good, that's all that really matters. But, you know, what matters is that there's people going, dying and going to hell. And, you know, it's up to us to take that, take this message of hope, help, and healing to a lost and dying world. So at that, here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope help, help, and healing, healing to the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.